Welcome to Cross Choke episode 35. I am Zach Anderson. I'm joined, like always, with the one and only Dakota Raitan, my son. Thank you, Dad. Uh, pleasure to be here and uh, ready to uh, just talk about uh, an awesome topic today. Yeah, yeah. We got some great stuff to talk about. But uh, before we do, bro, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just living life. Just cruising through this holiday winter season um does it feel like you're cruising or does it feel like it's grinding feels like i'm just cruising in my six four you know? <laughs> dude oh my, there are a little truck over here we're we're recording if you're watching this on youtube there is a beautiful red truck with a tree in it a little red like, truck with a christmas tree. with a christmas tree and i'm uncultured with pop <laughs> culture most of the time unless it's on an instagram reel but TikTok, I'm just, I'm just not there, but that's fair. Um, is this a TikTok thing? I think it is. So it's on my feed. What is what is it? It's just this when you see a little red truck with the Christmas tree, you just gotta point it out. Oh, okay. That's it. That's pretty much it. That's that's usually it's really funny when you try to describe trends. Yeah, out it's loud like and try to like describe them to somebody who don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it kind of makes you sound silly like when you're trying to tell like a really funny thing that happened to you you're like oh you had to be there right <laughs> or like trying to tell a foreign friend like what a slang mm. means in english oh it's like there's no words to describe it's that. like a funny thing that you say that saves time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly well dakota you and i have been working out a lot oh man we sure have it's been really it's been really enjoyable i've been having a really good time with it but i've spent a lot more of my time sore now a little yeah. bit, you know because like i usually would have just general jujitsu athleticism sure but now we've been like really hitting it hard you know oh yeah we've been doing a lot of uh, good lifting and bodybuilding but we're yeah competitive bodybuilding <laughs> yeah Mr. Olympia by 2027. <laughs> that's our that's our goal right here. You know, but I've been spending a lot more time sore. I've been realizing that I'm whining a lot more to my wife. Oh. She's like, hi, honey. Wait, oh, don't touch me. Oh, oh my chest. <laughs> that really hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, you know, like we'll talk about today is the, the pain of growth. That's good. You know, it's a good, not 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 that my growths have pain, but, you know, sure. pain. <laughs> <laughs> she see Dakota's face he's like what are you talking about I was just thinking about uh my wife has been trying to hit the gym too and so I've been going with Zach and with my wife mm. but when we do legs and we go back to the gym <laughs> the gym's on the second floor and so I have to take the elevator <laughs> you're right next to like the old grandma like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like oh do you, do you got some room in here with me? otherwise i'm just going up the stairs like ow ow oh that ow. is the worst man i don't know why well i get it because there's the big pool 
but at the Y where we work out, you know, you go up like 15 steps, which is like, oh, big deal. But dude, after you just killed it up there and you're like trying to walk down them, <laughs> yeah. that's the worst. You're like, you're I'm afraid gonna you're fall. gonna fall. Yeah. Gonna, one of these days is gonna happen. When I was fighting uh, a lot, I was training for, um, I don't know if it was like my fifth fight, fourth fight, somewhere in there, somewhere mid through. And I was doing like these superset kind of things. Sure. So you'd run like 400 meters and then go and do like, you know, uh, snatches or some sort of like athletic, more more uh, powerlifting kind of thing. Okay. You know, you're not just going to go do some flies or something, but you're like getting the, the barbell and has like 45s on it, like snatch and thrust. You know? Gotcha. And so you're like doing like 15 of those and then running another 500 meters. And then, you know, or something like that. I don't yeah. quite remember. But I was in such a hurry. And then you did it for time. So I was in such a hurry to get back to the, the barbell that the treadmill wasn't off all the way. So it just barely, just, I mean, just enough to we're still moving. But it was enough when I stepped off of the treadmill, I rolled my ankle <gasps> because I was still kind of moving off of it. And dude, before I knew it, my my ankle had like a big water balloon on it. Oh, good. And this was like maybe three weeks out and I totally ripped up my ankle and I had to, that was like one of the only fights I think that I had to uh, withdraw from because of an injury. Mm. And so walking down the stairs at that moment, I was like, I think there was like these two random people that I was like hanging on their shoulders because they couldn't put any weight on my foot. So that, Oh, this was at like a public gym? It was at the Y. Oh, wow. It was at our gym. Yeah. Yeah. So those stairs, I hate them. <laughs> I hate them for my ankle. I hate them for mm. leg day. I hate them when I have to walk in. I hate stairs. <laughs> That's you know right. what? I'm not afraid to say. You know what? Make stairs great again. Okay? <laughs> Escalators everywhere. Escalate them. Uh, well, dude, and then uh, we've also been really busy with uh, our fight schedule. So busy. Dude, it's been a really good year. I think busyness doesn't measure success. And our schedule, though, has been filtered through our vision. And I think yep. that that has been what's been successful. Yeah. We haven't been busy just for busy's sake. Right. You know, we have had a really good year. Intentionality. Intentionality. And uh, we just had our last fight event last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we went there in Great Falls. You led the team the weekend prior. Right. In with our friends at Fusion. Seasons beatings. Yeah. Well, what, oh, their slogan was really cool. It was like, to all a good fight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All a good night and to all a good fight. Or, I don't know. Something really, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. But, man, we just, yeah, special thank you to Terrell and Fusion. Yes. You know, um, I think Juan Pablo and Mountain Force had some fights between those two fights. He had a fight on Friday, and we weren't able to make that one. But it's just really cool to see between him and our uh, uh, next-gen entertainment, you know, Fight Force, BKFC, I think that's all the ones that we've been to mm -hmm. this year, but uh, that we've had such a great audience with them yeah. and all the people involved in making our, our, a big part of our ministry is our, our traveling to fights. And so I just uh, am grateful for everybody that we've met this year. If we've met you this year and you're listening to this podcast, welcome. And uh, man, we're just looking forward to next year. But I think Dakota, we've done a really good job of, of tightening up why we do what we do this Agreed. year. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been a good thing. So part of that, Dakota, is this podcast. That's right. This is Cross Choke. If you didn't know, you're here. This is Cross Choke. We upload each and every month on your favorite podcast service. Please be sure to leave us a review. 
Like this video, subscribe, share it with your friends. We really appreciate it. Last episode, Dakota, we have a, we have a little correction here. Mm. We were preaching some heresy, bro. Man, I, I hate being corrected. I'd run <laughs> once. This is me correcting us. <laughs> oh, I hate it. You're like, I still hate it. Yeah, correction. Correction kind of sucks. Mm. But uh, we make mistakes. We do. We make mistakes. Mary and Martha. <laughs> Mary and Martha. Last week, we... Somewhere, or not last week, last episode, somewhere in there we were talking. I don't even know what we were talking about last time. I kind of don't know what we're talking about half the We time. were just spewing. We were, we were spitting fire. We were. And we brought up Mary and Martha, and we didn't quite know who which one was which, because one of them was the worrywart, one of them was, was sitting at Jesus' feet. Right. And at the same time, we also threw in... The lady that, like, had the alabaster jar. <laughs> right. We're mixing all these stories together. So, I did a little bit of research now. Good. In Luke, the uh, Mary and Martha, Mary is the one seated at Jesus' feet. I just had to double check. <laughs> <laughs> and Martha's the sister. Okay, okay. And she was just, you know, worried about everything, the the, the linens. And There's got to be some way to remember that. Easily. Yeah. Like a normal person would. Just Martha is... Warth. Warth. <laughs> now I'm going to remember. Martha's Wartha, which stands for worrying. <laughs> but there is uh, believed to be two instances. So there's in um, Matthew and Mark, it is Martha who anoints Jesus's head. And, um, but there is another instance in Luke where it's thought to be a different person. Oh, okay. Um, she was a woman in sin and like thought to be probably a prostitute came to Jesus and, and washed his feet with her hair and like that whole thing. But they're very similar mm. stories. But, and usually we think they're the same thing, but they're not. Gotcha. But either way, Mary is the one who did do the same thing. Mary is the one who was like just dialed in. And Martha was, was the, uh, the Wartha, the Wartha, the worry word, Wartha for worry word. What? Yeah, so anyways, correction on that. Good, good. Nobody called us out on it. I mean, how, so, how could you? Yeah, nobody else knows either. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, so, but if we do if we do mess up, let us know. We love we love being corrected, just like Dakota said. So, yeah, it's my favorite. But let, but we, we aren't afraid to fail either here, you know, because we, 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 do, we do spew as much truth and convey as much teaching as we can in a healthy way. Now, do we always do that well? No. <laughs> but, but that's why we suck at it until oh, we don't. Let's go. That's it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so when Dakota came in today, I had two coffees here. I was like, hey, bro, do you grab a coffee. And so he picked up his coffee cup and just it just was like. <laughs> and then he's like, wow, that's good. <laughs> it, just, it just went ham on this coffee. Just inhaled it. And it reminds me of Tim Allen. Tim Allen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tim and Santa Claus, but He's too. a... He's a... Santa. Toy. Santa toy. Yeah. Yeah. And he... The, the girl comes and goes, Here's Santa. Here's some hot cocoa. And he just <laughs> downs the whole thing. He's like, Wow! Santa's got a little buzz! <laughs> More cocoa! That's Dakota today. It's true. Man, this coffee is good. So, Dakota, before we start... Okay. This is... This is... Uh, we're going to take a moment and have some fun. Okay. Okay. So if you can't see this on YouTube, no worries. <laughs> no worries. 
I have had this. I saw this this morning. It's, you know, in the podcast, we've kind of streamlined the podcast. We got rid of a lot of fluff. And not, well, streamlined. We still haven't talked. We're, what are we in? 15 minutes in having <laughs> um, But we have these Jelly Bellies, Harry Potter, Birdie Bots, every flavored. It's perfect. So I figured here what we can do. I think each, I think there's a color. If I know how this works, there's a color and it's either like dirt or cherry. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you got, you might be bamboozled. Here, sure, is what I'm thinking. So we have everything from grass to green apple, oh, marshmallow, rotten egg, oh. sausage, lemon, sausage, <laughs> soap. What is this one? Tutti frutti. I hope I get that one. Vomit. Oh, watermelon. Yuck. There's earwax. <laughs> You'd say like a normal flavor. <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> earwax. Earthworm, dirt, cinnamon, mm. cherry, candy floss, booger, blueberry, black pepper, and banana. Wow. So what I figured we could at least just start with one. Okay. And um, we'll go from there. Okay. So, I don't know, here, I'm going to put a little, hold out your little paw there. Go ahead and you just snag one. We got some gray ones in here. That one. Definitely looks like booger. I'm going with the booger one. No. Dude, okay, so that's either booger or grass or green apple or watermelon. So um, I'm going to take this red one. Because it looks, you know, no, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to grab this gray thing. All right, you ready? So what are you hoping for? Earthworm? Green <laughs> apple. Green apple. I'm hoping for, I don't know what this is. Right, here we go. Mine, not apple. Mine's not bad. <laughs> what do you got? Something <laughs> nasty. Hmm. I bet you got burger. I got black pepper. This is spicy. It's getting worse. <laughs> Did, you... Did you swallow? <laughs> I'm trying. Get stuck to your teeth. <laughs> hmm. That's a fun game. That was <laughs> nice. What'd you say yours was? Mine was black pepper. Ugh. Mm hmm It just was oddly spicy. This is not good. <laughs> it's not grass. Dude, it must have been booger, dude. It might be vomit. Mm. Is vomit a greeny color? Uh, vomit is... Dude, this is weird. No, vomit is like... Is one of the... Uh, yellow and like red speckled. Well, this was like a greenish yellow with speckles. You must have got booger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whose boogers taste like that. <laughs> that was nasty. Yeah, there was no reason for that other than I thought it would be fun. <laughs> we should just do it every episode now. All right. That's our thing. Oh, man. I, I want to complain about mine, but I have no room to complain about this black pepper thing because yours must. Because it's black pepper is at least edible. <laughs> what boogers aren't edible? <laughs> I mean, everything's edible if you try yeah, hard yeah. enough. I guess. Not risky, you feel, huh? <laughs> oh, just hit hit my mic. Okay, dude, very fun. What? Okay, <laughs> for you. <laughs> All right, but listeners, we are in your corner. Thank you for joining us today. 
uh, we are here in your corner supporting you in and out of the cage. And today's topic, Dakota, like you said, is what I think that's going to be really, really good. I think a lot of martial artists will really like is failure. Yeah, we all love it. We all love failure. I love failure. Mm. I, actually, not really. But we have a friend out there, Alex. Yeah. He, he always is saying that, that he loves to fail. He does. And what Matt, it matches his whole vibe, though. Is be, no, he's a failure. <laughs> but he, he, he he's very uh, entrepreneuristic. That yeah. Even, yeah. I'm just making up a word. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. And he has a lot of businesses, a lot of... Uh, new things he tries and he's not afraid to fail yeah and he's his his mantra is i love failure mm -hmm. and it's so good and i i try to live that way and learn that from him he's a big inspiration for moments like that when i see Absolutely. him just taking big risks but there's a lot of ways to look at failure um a fighter can fear failure and say something like what if i fail you know what if i embarrass myself my team my family Say a dad, you know, as a dad, you can have a lot of fear of failure. Sure. You know, what if I fail my kids? What if I fail my wife? What if mm -hmm. I lose my job? What if, you know, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. Or say even like a student, you know, a student can say, what if I fail my course? What if I fail my class? Yeah. And it gets into that again, kind of what if, what if? And we can get so scared of failing and it really kind of stops us from even trying. Mm. Um, and I think that that is across the board, but especially in martial arts. Sure. You know, uh, especially once you kind of figure out your fighting style, you know, it's really easy to not venture past that. Okay. Because the ceiling of your potential is hit when you're complacent in how you perform. Absolutely. And you have to keep going through that ceiling. You have to fear risk. Yeah. Um, not fear. You have to... <laughs> risk failure right and i think in that it's easy to be complacent with where you are and keep just staying the same and you don't grow you know and so that's kind of one way to look at, at at failure another way to look at failure is i did fail therefore i'm a failure mm -hmm. you know and i i lost two fights in a row i suck yeah <laughs> you know i can't step foot back in the cage i'm a failure or the dad that you know did say something that he shouldn't have said to his wife, I'm a failure, mm. you know, or maybe don't, you don't have your kids anymore. Something bad happened within your family. You know, I'm a failure or, you know, I said something that, um, or sorry, I, I, I failed my class. I'm a failure. You know, I'm not worth it because I have no worth. And it's really easy to fall into that trap of failure. And so this episode will be in part one and part two. Part one being the fear of failure, like we talked about, and part two, the grave of failure. Mm -hmm. And so, Dakota, today I have four ways we can better face failure in our lives. And so to get us started, I have a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. What would you do if you knew it wouldn't fail? If you knew God would bless anything you did, what would you try? Me personally? Mm -hmm. mm. Kind of a big boy question, though. Man, it really is. Uh, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? And God would bless it. Mm -hmm. So it has to be something noble. <laughs> you know, I can't. Well, even if, say if it wasn't. Man, I would, I would start a band and tour the world. Nice. Yeah. 
That seems, I, I was trying to think how you would answer it. I yeah. thought maybe something along those lines. I would, I would buy the world <laughs> and I'd get all the smartest people to make mechanical bees. <laughs> and they would go after all the negative people. <laughs> Is that uh, Elon Musk? Who says <laughs> that's that? Kanye. Oh, that's Kanye West. Kanye says that to, to Rogan. And Rogan goes, I lost you. What? <laughs> and then Rogan's like, you need some help. You, you see Kanye's newest song that came out? He has a new album? No, I didn't see it. It's not... It's not really released, but he performed it. Hmm. No, I didn't see it. Oh. It starts out awesome. He uh, samples Backstreet Boys. Oh. Uh, and it's like, everybody. Uh -huh. Right. And it's like, and then the, the beat comes in. And it's like a Keep vibe. Going. Okay. But then his, his rap. Yeah. Weirdest lyrics <laughs> ever. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, I must have missed it. It must have been by the uh, the red truck with M the Christmas tree. It must have been on TikTok. Yeah. It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I uh, would probably, you know, I, I filter it through my current season, this question, you know, what would you do if right. it would never fail? And so, dude, I, I just would continue to build TFL into, you know, it would be awesome, like, to have it be a hub for internships and, and, and other fighters to come and do like um, classes and clinics and like to, to grow their faith and be part of TFL and to start yeah. their own TFL wherever they are, you know, and with, with small groups or whatever, and you know, and just have it be this, this uh, monster of like everywhere, you know, yeah. every fight event, that's our goal, you know. Um, yeah, so I don't know, that's where my head is there, but Dude, just to be able to reach lost people is the core of it, though. Right. You know, lost people with the gospel. That's if, if you were to take TFL away, I would still have a calling over my life. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's an important aspect in feeling safe taking a risk because you're not defined by the failure. Either. By the outcome either yeah, way. Yeah, but either way, you know, because it's it's at the end of the day, it's not your reputation on the line either. You know, as a minister, you know, you don't... <laughs> It's not an excuse to not have, to not know who Mary and Martha are. Sure. But we we can suck at it till we don't. That's the whole idea. But yeah, that's kind of how I would go about that uh, that question. But it's a great question. I think one that we should probably keep in our minds a little bit more. Sure. Than we probably do because it's kind of a scary question. Yeah, and it kind of unveils uh, part of you that isn't always public either. Like yeah. Um, you know what your desire is and the root behind that desire mm -hmm. yeah maybe our listeners should be answering that question yeah themselves. yeah i think so too oh this coffee's making me burpy oh and maybe i'm dreaming i'm trying to keep up with you <laughs> yeah but what would you do if it wouldn't fail and so that leads us to our first thing so how do we face failure how do we face risk and the first thing that i have is playing it safe isn't safe right playing it safe isn't safe have you heard of the parable of the talents yes it's one of my favorites yeah it's so good and so the talents or jesus is giving this this uh parable uh and a parable is just a story that kind of has one core truth out of it mm -hmm. you know and so the talents are not it, it, i think it's been interpreted a lot as stewardship of your ability right and it's not accurate it's not it's not the point of that that parable for sure talents 
were a measurement of weight. Mm -hmm. And so a talent of gold, uh, compared to a same talent measurement of silver, the gold is obviously worth more. Right. But it's, it's, a, it's a weight. So the, the parable goes, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it. The, the par Let's see if I get this right. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the parable goes that um, a man who has these workers, he leaves and he's like, okay, you three guys, I'm going to give you some talents and I want you to take care of them while I'm gone. And yeah. so one guy, he gives five, another person, I think he gives two and one person gives one uh, or three or something, something like yeah, that. Something 10, like that. five and one yeah, is yeah. what I remember. Okay, sure. Something like that. It's, it's big, medium, small. small. Yeah. And so let's just say it's five, two and one just for my mind. And to the guy that he gave five, he goes and doubles it. Mm -hmm. He takes the five risks it and doubles his investment. The guy that has two doubles the two, and the guy that had one was so scared of losing the one that he went and buried it. So by the time the man comes back, he's like, "Okay, let's. What's the report? You know?" And the guy goes, "Master, I gave. I, I had the five. I doubled it ten. And he says something like, "Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah, you are now entrusted with more." Mm -hmm. And then he says the same thing to the guy that had two, and the guy that had one. He goes to him and he's like, "Master, I, I was. I know that you can be crude and you could be." hard and <laughs> I was so so scared of losing one that I buried it but here it is here's the one yeah and the guy goes man you missed the point you missed the whole point yeah and what you do have will be taken from you now uh and that's kind of the the, the story yeah and so this is a parable not about stewarding natural talent but it's a story and an illustration of wasted opportunity yeah and the context of this parable would tell us that the man who goes away is Christ and the workers are believers. Right. And the believers are expected to live risky and not play it safe. And we see that through the whole beginning of the church. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so fun if you have not explored the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. Like that is the birth of the church as yeah. we know it. And, and it's like we... we so much of the established church, I feel, has lost that that little bit of risky fire, yeah. nasty. Yeah. And it's it's like when you think of yeah, not not always because there's some churches that are just killing it. Sure. But I do think, especially in our context, and I would say maybe our context in Butte, Montana, you know, there's so much of a of a Irish Catholic church culture here. Yeah. And you know, there's sometimes there's some really good things there, but most of the time it's not culturized it's not contextualized and it's just a mundane in yeah. or out the door and the church is not vibrant or alive sure and i think man if you're reading if you're reading if you're listening to this i encourage you to read the book of acts because it yeah. is risky business and saul and all the way through yeah because doing the same ritualistic thing over and over again like we see often in in that religion and in the in the world of uh, faith in Butte, Montana, it's just like you said. It's the guy with the one talent. You're just doing. You're just burying it. Mm -hmm. You're not. You're not going out and and trying to invest it into the world. Man, yeah, yeah. And it's it's the question is like, what dream has God put in your heart that you need to dig up? Yeah, absolutely. And wow, that's a good word, dude. Yeah, what what in you has? Because again, another way to ask that question is like, okay, if, if money were no object, mm -hmm. if money weren't, didn't matter, you know, what would you do? 
Yeah. If you couldn't fail, what would you do? Yeah. And these are great questions to kind of, you know, stir, stir the pot a little bit. Yeah. You know, get the, get the, uh, what is it? Deglaze, deglaze the, uh, the Dutch oven, you know, you gotta, okay. you gotta kind of get that little bottom, scrape that off. That's all the flavor. You know? Okay. It makes a big difference. Okay. I've been really into cooking lately. <laughs> I'm like, well, you, <laughs> you lost what me, you but okay. Like, Can I put that in the microwave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I think the root of that question should be, like I said, based on the intention of the answer, mm. because um, you could ask, uh, what would you do if money was no option and kind of go off the rails? Mm, sure. Know, because because that's pleasure or entertainment. Yeah. You want to be able to reel it back in and focus on, OK, um, what would you do if money's no option? Well, what's God going to do in you right now yeah. because of that? You know, what, what is he preparing in your heart? Yeah. Have you ever been around somebody who's too saved? Yeah. You'd be like, what would you do if money were no object? I would tithe it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you will feel failure. Wait, excuse me. You will feel fear when you take a risk. Yeah. You will. You will sure. feel that little anxiety, that little bit of, oh, my goodness, this is, this is risky. This is, sure. this is, this is scary. But be bold and do it anyway. Yeah. Do it anyway. Risk failure. And if you fail next time, just fail better. Sure. You know, like fail your way to success. You know, and they, you always hear the Edison light bulb, you know, man, I forget what the, what they ask him, but he goes, I found 10,000 ways just not how to make a light bulb. Right. I needed it to work once. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, like, just go for it. Go for it. So playing it safe isn't safe. Man, put that into the ring, too. Um, you have a fighter that is being timid and playing it safe. That's that's mm. not good at all. I mean, mm. that's, that's, a, that's a recipe for injury. Yeah. But you have a fighter that goes in ready to take a risk mm -hmm. and ready to, to uh, put it all on the line. That's the right way to fight. Yeah. Oh man, it really is. It really and and not we're not saying reckless. No, there, that's a difference. You know that being reckless is you're just you have nothing to lose. Right. In in the fact of just uh, collateral damage. Mm -hmm. You know when you live with no regard for life or anything else, you know you get uh, rambunctious and everything kind of just we're not we're not saying just go crazy. Right. All right. But take. As we'll talk about, take steps of faith, go forward, try something. Yeah. And especially in the cage, man, because I have every now and then I'll, I'll be a judge uh, for a card. And I'll tell you what I look for is who wants it. Yeah. That's here. that's that's my filter. And I think we've we've talked about that before is, yeah. you know, not not who's being more technical, you sure. know, that has its place. But who's who's controlling the cage? Yeah. Who's. Who's really showing me, man, I'm giving this everything I have. I'm, I'm, I'm not playing it safe. Right. You know, and there's a point for that. Of course, you got to be smart. Don't be reckless, but man, don't play it safe either. You got to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So playing it safe isn't safe. Secondly, Dakota, uh, this is kind of something that I've never read this anywhere. I, I came up with this. So I'm kind of proud of it. Okay. Maybe, maybe it makes sense. Maybe it's not good, but is <laughs> where's your pain pendulum? Mm. Oh, where's your where's your painometer? You okay. know, where's the arrow pointing on your pain pendulum? Is because the pain of regret 
is oftentimes greater than the pain of failure. Yeah. The pain of regret is oftentimes greater than the pain of failure. This is different than second guessing a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about like, I could have done this or I should have done, done it this way. This is, I didn't do what I should have done. Yeah. I didn't do what I could have done. You know, I have ignored a lot of promptings, you know, at moments in my life to go out of my way to take a risk. Yeah. To to break a social norm and show compassion to somebody. You know, like uh, I'll use um, an example of like at the restaurant. Um, I work at a Mexican restaurant. I'm there a couple of days a week. I've been there for like 15 years. So I've been there like longer than I've been in ministry. It's kind of fun. <laughs> but, you know, there's been moments where you could feel a conversation, you know, sometimes it's slow at a restaurant and you're just chatting with somebody who just picked up some to go food. And I've seen moments where, you know, you could, in, we, we talked about this last week too. When you're in food industry, you're oftentimes the, the collateral damage of sure. somebody having a bad day. For whatever reason, we just take it out on restaurant workers. So you could deal with a lot of like filter that through. Okay. Why is this person treating me this way? Yeah. You know, what's going on in their life and not take it personal. Cause then, then you just hate restaurant business, right? Which is easy enough to do anyways. So, but there's been moments where I've had really good conversations with people just, just in a moment, you know, but like, Hey man, just know God loves you. You know, that's hard to say to somebody in a restaurant business. Oh you yeah. Know? Like it's, you're, it's kind that's of weird. Risky. You know, it, it is, it is going out of your way, but like it's painful, which, which is again, both things are going to experience pain, mm. pain of regret or the pain of risking failure. You're going to experience pain either way. That's why I think the pain pendulum is, you know, such a pretty good term in encompassing that you're going to experience pain because we oftentimes live life to get rid of pain. And it's like risk is, is going to cost you. Yeah. And, you know, I'd rather experience embarrassment by taking a risk. You know, maybe this guy's like, what are you talking about? And you're like, oh my goodness, I just, I, why did I say Jesus loves you to this person? And now you're like all embarrassed about it. And that's going to be painful for you. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather have that pain than the pain of like, man, I should have said something to that guy. And then yeah. you're up all night and then you don't forget it, you know. You and I are really good at forgetting embarrassing. Yeah, if it's embarrassing, I'll, I'll be done with that in a few moments. So I was gonna say, man, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know? But uh, but yeah, so compassion is never convenient. Mm. You know, and we learned that from from Jim Jim Sinclair. Jim well, holy cow. Coffee's really kicking in. Ooh. Jim Sinclair. Okay, he uh, was a pastor in Plains. And that was his that was his like saying, you know, ours is oftentimes stuck at it until you don't. His was compassion is never convenient. And meaning like, you know, if your day's not getting interrupted by God kind of pulling the strings and showing you like, hey, I'm still God here. Yeah. You know, that's maybe you're maybe you're not doing what you should be doing if your day's not getting interrupted. Yeah. But compassion is never convenient. But either way, the pain of of regret is oftentimes greater than the pain of failure. So why not take a risk and experience pain in a good way, like a massage? (laughs) Disagree, hard disagree. You really do too. You hate being like touched. Oh man, especially general. massages. Oh man. And I had, I had top tier, uh, deep tissue massage in Ooh. Cabo. Oh man. That's supposed to be like people would 
are like dying over. They they love that. And I got done with it just feeling miserable. You're like that was the worst thing I've ever done. Pretty much. Oh. Was it you and Evan? Me and my friend Evan. <laughs> did he love it? Yeah, he did. I, I could just in my head, if were you guys in the same room? No. Okay. <laughs> Any of that, we're holding hands. Couples massage. <laughs> But I can just imagine him going, uh. <laughs> I hope he's listening right now. And you're over there like, just cringing. You're like, this is the worst. Actually crying. <laughs> Pain. Pain is a given in this decision of risk or not. Mm. So the pain experience, when you go for it, take a risk, land on your face. It's better it's a better feeling than the pain that regret would bring you. Wow. So the, a couple of quotes that I have from uh, Craig Rochelle, he has a great chapter on some of this in his book, lead like it matters. It's one of my books that I, I really enjoyed this year, but in that he says the greatest regrets we have are not failures, but risks we didn't take, you know, just kind of another way to say it. And then also Winston Churchill has a really good quote and he hmm. says, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. So man, the light's green. That's really just the point of this is the light's green. It, it's going to suck when you take risk, when you go for it, when, you know, you go out of your way to do something that is going to embarrass you, you know, and now we're not saying to go stand on the street corner and say, Jesus loves you. I'm taking a risk. The guys on cross show podcast said I should do this. Not exactly what we're saying, but hey, if that's, this is, we're just giving you information, do with it as you can. Yeah. But the light is green. The light is green. What I mean by that is in, in our Christian walk, we're so afraid to do something wrong or get embarrassed or say the wrong thing. So we don't even put our foot on the gas. Mm -hmm. Man, the, just go for it. Go for it in your walk. And so number one was uh, uh, playing it safe isn't safe. Number two Decide where your pain pendulum is. Is it pointing at regret? Are you living more in regret because you're not doing something? Or are yeah. you experiencing more pain because you're like, man, I'm my foot's on the gas a little bit here. We're, yeah. we're starting to get going and build some momentum. The third, to, uh, third thing, Dakota, is faith demands risk. Faith demands risk. It is impossible to please God without faith. And that's from uh, Hebrews 11. There's a great, great chapter in there. But which means we have to risk. You have to risk. You have to take some risks. Sin can oftentimes be categorized, and I, I don't. I don't hear this so much anymore. I think this was a lot when we were growing up. But sins of commission and sins of omission, hmm. and sins of commission are like you shall not steal, and you go out oh, and steal. Yes, right. Sins of omission are say love your neighbor as yourself, and, and you're you just don't. like, yeah. I'm just like, eh, whatever. You know. So there's sins of things you did that you shouldn't have done yeah. and there are sins of things that you should have done, but you didn't. And so both not, not to be like, Oh, you sinners, you know? So in that idea of sins in both ways, are you living in sin by not taking a risk? You know, you should take, mm. are you living in sin by not taking a risk that you know you should take faith by itself without works is death. Yep. And that's through James and you know, and it, it, a lot of people like to hate on that. There was, I learned this, that the book of James was 
originally kind of tossed back and forth by the early church. Sure. If it should be canon or not. Wow. Biblical canon. And um, I think it's, they've made a good choice, but what am I to say? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in your walk, Dakota, you know, as you've been through ministry, as you have, you know, kind of been in the, the workforce back and forth and, you know, with, with TFL, you know, what are some ways in which that you have maybe seen this in your own life, you know, of taking steps of faith, you know, as a family man, you know, just to kind of in your own walk, you know, like, hey, kids, we're going to read the Bible together, you know, or mm -hmm. like, you know, at moments where, that you've had with fighters or, you know, as you've, you were the small group pastor and at Journey, mm -hmm. as well as kind of leading the, the worship team. And so kind of my, my question is, what do you, what have you experienced maybe in this realm of being a leader? Yeah. You know, as far as a leadership position goes i know for me that i have uh it's it's interesting because it it makes me nervous like nothing makes me really as nervous as being a leader of leaders sure because it's like oh my goodness like this is like it's really easy to just be like okay we're just all hanging out <laughs> yeah but it's like okay i'm the gas pedal here yeah you know but the ceiling is the team you know i the ceiling ends with me meaning like like we our potential is reached when it's just me but when I'm able to fill the truck with some killers, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the roof goes a little bit higher. So what I've noticed in taking steps of faith is specifically with getting people on board with vision and allowing people to have authority in that. So what I mean by that is like, Dakota, what's your thoughts on this? You know, and I hope that we've, we, you and I have built a really good culture that way. Yeah. Like not just Dakota, sit down. Here's what we're talking about today. Maybe a little bit today, but, um, you know, we, we kind of trade off authority in the, the podcast too, you know, of, of what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about and back and forth, but also decision-making. And that's risky for me because it's like, oh man, this is like, it's easy to be like, oh, my hands are closed on this, this is my ministry, you know, but it's like, no, you have authority and that's risky. For me, you know, I think for leaders in general, but it's like, hey, man, this isn't this isn't about me. This is about the church in the fight space. Right. So like that's been a learning process and I failed at it. I've totally failed at it before and like been way more di dictatorship and uh, Victorian. Oh, what's that word? Anyways, making up words. all That's over OK. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, what yeah. you're doing in those circumstances is burying the talent. Mm -hmm. You're holding on to it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Totally. You're not allowing it to go and multiply. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that's, um, to answer your question, I think that's um, all in regards to discipleship. And yeah. I think that discipleship is risky. Sure. Um, me allowing another person to lead worship in my place is risky because I don't know if they're going to sing correctly. I don't know if they're going to lead the church well in music. Um, I don't know if they're going to listen to the spirit. I have to just trust that, um, that I, and take a risk that they're going to listen to the spirit well and, um, abide in him. Yeah. That. Yeah. And, um, I guess I'd also like to answer your question with a question. Okay. What, um, what do you do when God... <laughs> And that was perfect. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, 
what do you do when God tells you to do something? Do you trust that it's him mm. and take the risk knowing that he's got your back? Or do you hold on to what you're already doing and not go for it? I have a friend that, um, uh, there's this missions trip going on, mm -hmm. uh, to another country that I'm going to be a part of this upcoming year. And I was trying to encourage a bunch of people to go and had some people that are really gung ho about it. And, but I had this one friend that he felt like every sign was coming towards him that he should go. But yet with every sign that God put in his heart for him to go, he would come up with an excuse of not to go. So what are you going to do when God tells you to do something? Are you going to take the risk or are you going to hold on to what you're already doing? Sure. So like in leadership, yeah, it's risky. Yeah. Um, everything you do, but you got to take those risks because it's what God is asking you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two things come to mind is discerning God, God's yeah. voice. And he doesn't always speak to us audibly, rarely, ever, never happened to me. Mm -hmm. And same here. I can't you know, name a time God has audibly spoken to. No, me. no. But there are, and it's really easy. The next thing that we can look at is like our feelings mm -hmm. and which is tricky because your feelings are important. Your feelings matter, but your feelings aren't always right. Right. So that can't be your discerning factor. If I feel like God's telling me to do this yeah. because I feel this way. No, that ain't, that ain't always good. Yeah. That's, that's deceptive sometimes. So we have to go to his word and that's why being biblically literate, which we, we we're, we're working on that. Um, <laughs> But is is knowing God's word and comparing God's word to God's word. Yeah. That is the my greatest advice in this this conversation of like yeah. of let God's word explain itself. Mm -hmm. You can use commentaries, you could use the fire Bible, you know, that has tons of people explaining it to you, but embrace the pain of the struggle to understand God. Yes. That is such a beautiful place to be, but it sucks and it's painful. It's like, I don't get it. I don't get what they're saying here. Mm -hmm. God will help you understand what you need to understand. Yep. You cannot understand the whole Bible. You're never gonna. But God will reveal what he wants you to know when you're pursuing him and attempting to learn him. It's an unknowable God making himself known to you. So risk spending time in his word. Yeah, That is the basis for all moments of life is you have to go back to the word. You know, whatever's happening in the news, whatever, whatever mission strip might be coming up. It's like, okay, I have a strong foundation of biblical knowledge that I base my life off of. Yep. And within that, it's God wanting a relationship with you and everyone around you. That's God's mission. Yeah. Uh, our book that we read together, Jot It Down, that was kind of his whole, his whole uh, thesis within that is, is we are joining, we have a God of mission. Yep. Who is on mission. He's a missionary God who is pursuing all of creation to be in an intimate relationship with him yep. through the reconciliation of the cross. So that's like the simple version of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, God created man, man rejected him. He wants them all back. Our job is to join him in that mission. Yep. So that's like my next filter of like, what should I do in my life today? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, okay, how am I on mission? You know, how am I, you know, and that doesn't have to always be seen, you know, like the, the moments when you're alone, when you're praying, when you're thinking about, you know, 
people that are lost, you pray for them, you, you reach out to them, you message them. Like those are intentional moments of being on mission. So if within that, now there's also a way that God speaks to us through other people, right? You know, like, Hey man, are you thinking about going on that mission trip? Wow. It's so funny. You should say that because it's on my mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe there's something here. Maybe I should go to the meeting. Oh man. Now there's moments when the enemy will try to disrupt this or make you doubt it or make you fear. Yeah. Um, in a way that keeps you from taking that risk. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are we, here's, here's like the other part of this is I can't decide for anybody else. We can't do those kinds of things, but right. in your own walk, like I said, the light is green, the light is green. And yeah. now here's one last thing that I'll say to make it simple is if God doesn't want me to, I think he'll make it clear to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if it's like, man, I'm going to go this, this, this. And it's like, man, I really don't think this is going to happen this time. You'll have peace because peace will accompany God's will. Yeah. Immediate obedience is what God demands. Yeah. He's, he's patient. He he will give you some slack, I will say, in a way. Sure. But also God demands obedience to him. Right. And not delayed obedience either. It's, it is immediate obedience when you know God has told you to do something or you read something or you, you know, because then you're held to that standard of revelation. Yeah. So, you know, like if you don't know it's bad to steal, how can you know that it's bad to steal? <laughs> right. You know, so when you learn, when you read, when you're like, oh, you shouldn't steal. Okay, now I'm held to that standard. Absolutely. So that's the process that we say is sanctification. You're constantly being made holy. Yeah. More and more. You should be more holy than you were last year, than you were last week. And it's always not measurable. You know, it's tiny things. But when you learn and hear God's voice and are trying to apply it, there's a new standard that God sees in you. You know, you can't compare yourself to somebody who's, you know, well along in their faith or something like that, that knows way more than you're like, man, I wish I knew them. And I just was talking about this at jujitsu is if you're going to compare yourself to somebody else, whether it's in mixed martial arts, whether it's in jujitsu, whether it's in the, the church world, because I believe comparison can be healthy. If you're comparing up, mm. not comparing down, yeah. don't look at somebody else to point down your own life. Wow. You know, it's like, man, Dakota, you are killing it. Your integrity's through the roof. You're growing in the Lord. I suck. Mm. How, how, how quick we do that. Yeah. But it's like on the mats, dude, like, let's say this, this, this kid I'm rolling with, he's getting better and he's getting better and he's getting better and I'm not catching him. He's getting better. Oh, I must suck. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's really easy to think that way. So in our walks, in our, in our, you know, discerning God's will and man, take a risk, go on the trip. Yeah. You know, God will not leave you out to fail. You know, he won't leave you out to drown. He won't leave you out to dry. <laughs> you know, however yeah. analogies you want to, you want to throw in there. But I think that that is, that is a, the simple version to wrap, wrap my tangent. No, I, that's good. Yeah. And it's like you said, uh, the pain of not going, you're going to feel that greater than the pain of going. As soon as the first picture is posted on Facebook. Oh, I should have gone. Dang it, man. I, I knew, should have been there. I knew God was telling me to go. Yeah. 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 It's so good. But, you know, and then to, to, to wrap up that point, our, our last point, but is however you handle failure and however you handle risk is defining the culture around you. The, the culture of 
your gym, the culture of your family, the culture of your ministry. And what I try to do is instill this idea in our leadership is it's okay to fail. Right. It's totally cool to fail. And I think I say this a lot too, is I have your back. You know, if you, <laughs> the Holy Spirit helps us break rules. Everything is fixable. We say that a lot. Mm -hmm. Suck at it till you don't. All of that is about risk taking. Right. All of that is about investing the talent. And so, you know, you could ask yourself is like, how, how is culture, how is my culture and my family handling failure? Do my kids think they have to be perfect? Right. You know, do they think they can't make a mistake? I, I asked our kids class the other day, I was like, all right, raise your hand if you think you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And dude, so many kids raise their hands. Wow. And so I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. Get that thought out Stop. of your head. You know, because especially jujitsu shows you that you're going to be making mistakes yeah. all the time. Every role, every moment there's, man, that didn't work. You got to adjust and move forward and take a risk. And, oh, maybe I'll try this. Man, it didn't happen. Yeah. You know, failures all around in, in the martial arts world. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose parts of a round. You're not going to win every moment of a fight. Right. You know, well, man, maybe you will. Then that was a pretty good day. <laughs> sure. But hopefully that fighter has had many, many failures on the mats when nobody sees that, that other people are pushing him, sharpening him, getting him elevated or her, you know, to a, to a place where you could go into the fight and the fight is easy. Because you put in the time to fail and suck at it until you don't yeah. on the mats. So life, Dakota, is an adventure. <laughs> that is the, to summarize that whole That's thing. Good. Life is to be seen as, as an adventure and not something to hold tight and bury. Yeah. Dust it off. What dream has God put in your heart? Go for it and suck at it till you don't. Yeah. It, it uh, reminds me of something you say a lot. When we are uh, cornering fighters, mm. um, oftentimes there's a tendency to turn away from the fight. Sure. And you will often shout out, face the problem. Yeah. Um, man, if you aren't facing the problem, you can't take the risk. If you're trying to turn away mm. um, and hold on to something you shouldn't be, yeah, that's where injury is going to happen. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and the ref's not going to stop, <laughs> right? You know, right. life's not going to stop the fight from happening. Mm. It's mm. going to keep going. That's good until somebody's knocked out, right? And hopefully, it's not you. <laughs> yeah, but if I mean, if you're yeah. turned away and you're trying to call timeout, like we've seen before, life's not going to allow you to take a timeout. You gotta gotta go for it. Adjust, uh, and I think. Somewhere in Hebrews, it's adjust your tired grip, get your feet situated and go you know, suck at it till you don't go for it. Yeah. And then the last thing Dakota that I have is just pretty simple is allow God to surprise you. Allow God to surprise you in the, in the life of taking risks and fearing failure. I'll give God a chance. Give God a chance to catch you. If you're falling, jump, you know, Give it, give God a chance to surprise you. This ministry that we're in, the, the, the fight life wouldn't be here if we didn't take a risk to get here. Yeah. You know, the, the podcast, we didn't know what we were doing. You right. know, it's like, oh man, this might suck. Everybody's going to think, who are these guys? I still think that. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> but it's, it's a risk we took. It was a risk in, if, if I didn't take risks, I wouldn't be married, you know? 
this coffee is making me so burpy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It was a risk. It was a risk in, in sipping on this bad boy. But it's so delicious. <laughs> that's a horrible sound. I'm sorry. So, yeah, that, that just, that's literally it. Just is, is to keep it simple. Give God a chance to honor your obedience, to honor your risk. Here's just one, one example on that is... I'm just, I'm using a lot of analogies today of kids, but say your, your kid, Dakota, you, you have two, two kids mm -hmm. and Hazel and Nora, right? Yeah. Okay, great good. job. Wow. All right. I, sorry. Okay. <laughs> say one of them makes a little Sunday school drawing, you know, Every a, little, a little coloring. Okay, great. Is it, is it a work of art to anybody else but you? Not even to me. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to say that in a nice way. <laughs> sorry when my kids listen to this in 10 years. Sorry. Everything's <laughs> going in the trash. No. But let's say Hazel comes up to you and is so proud of this little arts thing. Mm. Right? She's like, Daddy, look. Look what I made. You know, your response, I've seen you do this. Your oh, response yeah. is like, oh my goodness, that is beautiful. Yep. Because you're honoring her love for you. She's proud of her little work of art, mm -hmm. which is nothing in comparison to a Mona Lisa or a true work of art or whatever. Sure. But it's the father's heart in that moment yeah. of honoring her child's step of faith and risk of a crappy drawing. She doesn't even know what a crappy drawing is. She made it. Yeah. She grabbed the crayon and put it on the paper. Yeah. You need to do that in your walk with the Lord. We all do. Yeah. Is God, I'm going to pick up my crayon. I'm going to take a risk. If, if other people see this work of art, I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm doing it for you. Yep. I'm stepping out. I'm going to start a small group. I'm going to tell the person that I've wanted to tell for years that, I, that I'm a believer and yeah. invite him to church. Um, you know, I'm going to risk my ground game and start working on leg locks. Yeah. I'm going to suck in the gym for weeks for months until I don't yeah, because it's my step of faith on the mats, off the mats. You know, I'm going to reach out to that person that I don't have a relationship anymore because it was bad. I made a bad choice, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, allow, give God a chance to surprise you. And so with that, Dakota, we have our four points of dealing with failure and the risk is playing it safe. Isn't safe. Where's your pain pendulum? Are you experiencing more pain of regret right now? Or are you experiencing pain of, of failure? Pain of failure is oftentimes better than the pain of regret. Faith demands risk. If you're going to be a person of faith, stepping out in faith and honoring God, it will demand that you take some risks and allow God to surprise you. Take a risk. And if you haven't taken the biggest step of faith, the biggest risk that you can take, is that we're all called to take and surrender your life to Jesus. Now is the time. If you're listening to this, you say, Zach and Dakota, I have been afraid to take that risk and really give it all to Jesus. We get it. We understand. Things in your life will change when, when you say, God, here's everything. This is a big risk I'm taking. But Jesus will not let you down. And if that's you, you can say, Jesus, today I am taking the biggest risk I have ever taken. I give you permission to surprise me, to be my protector, my guide, and my life. Forgive me and set me free to a new beginning with you in Jesus' name.
Amen. So if you've prayed that prayer and are stepping out in a big risk, we are here for you. Um, comment on this thread. Go to our, our, our website, tflministries.com. There are some ways to connect with us there. We're in your corner. And maybe you do know the Lord. Man, we want to we wanna help you as well in taking some risks. You know, if you're interested in starting a, a Bible study with some of your fighter friends, and we, we have resources, we have things to help you in that walk. Yeah. Dakota. Take the risk. Take the risk. Eat the jelly bean. Oh, that... Yes, why did I not tie that in? We took a risk. <laughs> but Dakota, last episode, we were chatty cappies, and we didn't have a fight song. We it's true. We didn't have a walkout song. It's true. We were like at one one hour and 20 minutes, and I was like, we got to end this bad boy. Yeah, and we both left that day just thinking, wow, that was, that was great. That was great. And then like, I, I realized the next morning, I was like, dude, we didn't do a walkout song. Yeah. And you were like, dude, I was thinking about that in the car. <laughs> But I have a banger today. Oh, sweet. A really, really good one. It's called Takeover. And I don't know how to say this name. Kieran? K-I-E-R-A-N. Kieran? Kieran? Kieran the Light. I don't know what that means. But anyways, yeah. Takeover by Kieran the Light. K-I-E-R-A-N. The Light. Total, really, really good watch. Is that the song that's like, win a takeover? Yes. Okay. And it gets so stuck in your head. <laughs> it's such a good one. But yeah, like it'll go in your head all day. So give that a listen. It's been a takeover, cause I got God inside me. It's been a takeover since I crossed over Kyrie. Lastly, Dakota, we got our verse of the week. Holy Spirit, which is the word of God. We have uh, Luke 19, 26, and this is the, the message. I know you're a big message guy. You know, actually, I, I love the message. Yeah, that's why I said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you know the person who wrote the message is a Montanan? I, I read that, yes, like literally like a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember his name, but yeah, Montana. Out of uh, Whitefish. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, so cool. Yeah, Montana. Go Montana. Don't yeah. be here, though. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke 19, 26, risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. Mm. Man, yeah. Risk your life. Go for it. Say that part of the bag. And then, so the context of this, play it safe and end up holding the bag. Is Oh, like of the town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. man, I was thinking, <laughs> oh, man, punching bag. <laughs> play it safe and end up being the punching bag. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> Or like the Gen Z translation. I, dude, I can't even begin to read that thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a boomer. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Dakota, that's all we got for this episode, that's big boy. Good. That's good, man. That's good stuff. Right on. Yeah, I love, uh, love talking about taking risks, especially in the season of life that I'm in. Mm. I've taken a lot of risks this sure. year. Yeah. That's a fun word, risks. Yeah, blood, blood us in there. <laughs> ah, ah. Our mannerisms are bugging me. <laughs> uh, well, guys, hope everybody's had a great day. Great day. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South Friday. 
Have an amazing day and join us next time on Cross Choke.